Triple M, that's it for the uh, Friday free-for-all. Almost that's it for the Friday free-for-all. We can't finish without having a look back at some of the biggest stories of the week. Here is the news. And joining us from 10 News First Perth is senior journalist Natalie Forrest. Good morning, Miss Forrest. How are you? Good morning. Happy Friday. Yes, it is a happy Friday. Goodness gracious me, we're in October already. Where has the year gone? I know. Countdown to Christmas, huh? Well, yes and no. The countdown's on to the end of mandatory isolation for the China bug. Uh, It's next Friday. Yeah, yeah. So from um, October 14, we'll no longer be forced by law to isolate for five days. It was dropped from seven to five days. Mm -hmm. Um, The exception, of course, is high-risk settings. So if you work in health or disability or aged care, um, you still need to isolate. Um, But it's sort of really signalling the end of, of... the the pandemic well, as I'm glad we've you known brought... it because they're, they're sort of it's, you know making it very similar to the flu yes. we're, we're sort of moving on and and you know getting on with life yes I'm glad you mentioned that because uh, one of uh, arguably the most powerful men on the planet unquote um, sleepy Joe Biden has said ah oh, the pandemic's over so if if the US president said it's over then that's it surely yeah well t- Tell that to our healthcare workers oh, yeah. because people are still being <laughs> hospitalised. The caveat to this, of course, is if the hospitalisations ramp up again, yeah. um, they've left the door open to force people to isolate okay. to get numbers down again. Yeah. So um, the isolation is really uh, just a mechanism to, to get the, the numbers down. But also, um, you know, a cynic would say this is also... Um, helping them end the pandemic leave payment as well. If they're not forcing people to, to take I leave, I can't believe you aired that. that. I cannot <laughs> believe you aired that. Goodness gracious me. Who would be cynical enough to come up with an argument like that? Yes, indeed, indeed. Jim Chalmers, perhaps? Um, don't know, maybe. For those of you who don't maybe, know who Jim Chalmers is, he's the treasurer. And he's the one that has to cough up the leave payments. (laughs) Indeed. Um, During the week, there was a meeting of OPEC nations, OPEC being the uh, Organisation of Petroleum Export Countries. Uh, They had a meeting during the week and they decided that they're going to cut production of oil by 2 million barrels a day. Now, that sounds like a big number, but in reality, it's like 2% of the world's production anyway. But if we have only just received the uh, excise payment going back up to 44 plus cents per litre for the government and the flow on to the petrol pump, what does this mean if we're going to reduce the amount of oil being produced per day for the petroleum needing countries? Like we need it for our driving around ability. We do. So a simple supply and demand. If you cut production, uh, the supply is uh, the demand is still there, but mm. there's less supply, so the price goes up. Yeah. Uh, and and this is sort of in reaction to um, over the last little while, um, oil has dropped from 120 US dollars a barrel down to 90. So um, OPEC, which is you know, a bit of a cartel of countries, yeah, based um, around the south, about around yeah, Saudi and the Saudi Middle East, Saudi Arabia, yeah. 
yeah um but but what they've done is they're dropping supply so that they can get the price up now the us is absolutely furious at this they've accused saudi arabia of aligning with russian russia because russia produces some of that oil it does uh, and and nobody's been buying russian oil so um joe biden has come out swinging on this one um now opec is saying well it's in response to um you know dropping world economy market forces i think was the quote yeah <laughs> yeah, so so they're sort of um, saying, oh no no, it's all it's all about the economics, um, but Joe Biden has yeah accused them of you know aligning with Russia and helping Russia out. So um, yeah, we're obviously going to be paying more at the Bowser because um, we're beholden to to OPEC. Even more at the Bowser, I think you should say, given that uh, prices yeah. have ramped up this week, um, particularly. Uh, well, where you are in the metropolitan area, but uh, it's sort of like if you're in regional WA, what choice do you have? It's not like you can just go to the next suburb along. Correct. You can't shop around no. if you've only got one or two Bowsers, yeah. Mm. Now, the state news, uh, this has come up over the last 24 to 48 hours. This is pretty damning um, news. A alleged um, still alive patient was put into a body bag and into the morgue uh, and was still alive, apparently. Uh, but yeah. uh, there was no no doctor to pronounce um, death or to write out a death certificate. It was only uh, the nurses on duty that said, nah, he's dead. Yeah, this look, this is the stuff of nightmares. This is, oh, this yeah. is horrific. Just this horrible. So 55-year-old... alive. Yeah, it's awful. 55-year-old palliative um, care patient, Kevin Reed. Um, this happened to him. So, yeah, there was no doctor to pronounce him dead. Nurses, a, a senior clinical nurse uh, thought he was dead, put him in the body bag, took him to the morgue. Now, a doctor saw him the next day and was asked to backdate his death to the day before. But the catch was he found fresh blood on his gown from a tear to one of his arms. His limbs had shifted and his eyes were open, which indicated uh, that that uh, Mr. Reed had actually been alive. Mm. Yeah. Now, the doctor was, was horrified. Um, he refused to backdate the death certificate and he and raised the so. alarm, blew the whistle. Yeah. So um, there's several investigations into this currently. The coroner's investigating, WA Health is investigating, and also the Triple C is now taking a bit of a look at this because this is um, horrific. His family, you know, my heart goes oh, out to devastated. them. devastated. horrific. Absolutely horrific. Um, so this, this is a shocker. This was at Rockingham Hospital. The only way this is going to get cleaned up inside uh, 60 minutes with a couple of uh, minutes of commercials is if we get Gil Grissom and the team from CSI involved. Oh, it's, yeah, it's, it, this sort of thing should not happen in this day. Oh, heck no. No, 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 no. That's but, the, but I guess it's sort of, it shows but is this, is this, the uh, state of our hospital system at the moment. Well, is it the state of the hospital system or is it the fact that we just can't get nursing staff uh, or even medical staff, doctors, to uh, to man up for 24 hours a day, especially in an emergency department or in this case in a palliative, palliative care uh, patient who is at high risk? Yeah, yeah, it's 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 unbelievable. I mean, we we keep hearing these horror stories about um, you know that the, the level of care in our hospitals, and they are becoming third world systems, which is not good enough in this day and age when we've got a six billion dollar surplus. No, this is true, and uh, there's news coming out this morning. I think the West Australian might even be reporting that uh, 
uh, a lot of our hospitals here in WA, particularly in metropolitan WA and near near metropolitan WA, uh, are not grabbing uh, graduate nurses as they come through the system. Yeah, it's it's quite incredible that you know there are people out there, but you know a lot of them are leaving because they're they're tired, they're they're fed up, they're not paid adequately. Well, they're burned out as um, well, I would think. Yeah, yeah, they've they've you know they're walking away from the industry, and if we're not picking up graduates, and graduates, you know, are great, but they don't have the level of experience no, that don't. somebody who's been doing it for fifteen or twenty years does. So. Um, we need to be hanging on to both, and we don't seem to be doing either. All right, Natalie Forrest, thank you for joining us again. Uh, the uh, the big news around this weekend in, in the world of sport, of course, is not the AFL draft, but uh, the V8 supercars up at uh, Mount Panorama. I guess you'll be uh, glued to that this weekend, will you? Uh, probably not. Oh, OK. <laughs> the daily question I might, is... I might leave that. Leave that to you. Oh, well, thanks very much. Uh, the daily question we asked this morning is, um, are you going to warm the set and cool the tinnies uh, and uh, be glued to the great race this weekend or not? Uh, so far, there hasn't been too many takers for the or not. Yeah, well, I would be not the or not, yeah. Whatever I might be you... washing my hair. Oh, yes. <laughs> that excuse. <laughs> that old chestnut. Hey, Vic, thanks very much for joining us again. Whatever you have planned for the weekend, you enjoy it, and we'll catch up with you next week. All right, see you then. Natalie Forrest from 10 News First Perth joining us today. A look at the week that was in news. That's it for the Friday Free For All. Join us again on Monday from 6 o'clock. Have a great weekend, Headland. I'm out of here.